Nokukanya Shabalala was born in Durban. That's really her name, Durban, South Africa. She came from a traditional family, which meant that her father was a polygamist. He had four wives. So the family was very large. She was one of 18 children. And they followed the Yoruba religion, in which they offered sacrifices to their ancestors for protection and for guidance. As you might imagine, providing for 18 children takes a lot of resources. But there was a Lutheran boarding school nearby that accepted uh, Nokukanya, and they provided meals for the students. So that sounded like a pretty good deal to Nokukanya's father, so he sent her there. However, while she was there, those darned Lutherans <laughs> taught Nokukanya about Jesus. And she started to see how her traditional religion was like slavery to the ancestors. And she was amazed to learn that she didn't have to kill a, a cow or a, a, a goat for God's protection. But this God would, would even give his own son to die to save her. She learned that when, when bad things happened, that, that God had a plan for her life. And that he could use all those things, even the bad things, to the good of those who loved him. Nokukanya was so excited about this revelation. And when she went home, she couldn't wait to tell her father and the rest of the family about what she had learned about the hope and the joy that would be theirs through Jesus. But after she told her father, he very sternly told her, that name is not to be mentioned here again. But they left her in the Lutheran school. <laughs> and she kept learning about Jesus. She got confirmed. Do you remember when you got confirmed? Do you remember those questions that you were asked? Particularly that last question. Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? That's a big question, isn't it? Well... After Nokukanya was confirmed, she returned home. She sat down with her father. She told him what she believed. He said, I think you have made your choice. In 2009, Nokukanya's entire family gathered. Her aunts, her uncles, her siblings, her mothers, her grandparents, and they held a ceremony. They sacrificed a goat. She's standing right there as they sacrificed this goat and they burned incense and, and they prayed to the ancestors. And they prayed that Nokukanya would no longer be protected by them. And they cursed her as she stood there. And they prayed for her death. She says at that point she almost chickened out. As all of this was, was going on, and, and then she remembered some things that she had learned about Jesus. And friends, 
Sometimes when, when life is beating us up, the way that, that Nokukanya was really being beaten up at that moment, we need to go back to the word the same way she did. And this is why it's so important for us to, to steep our lives, our hearts, and our minds in the scriptures so these things come to mind when we find ourselves in those difficult times. She remembered God's promises and she wept. She wept and she prayed that Jesus would save her family even as they cursed her. I want you to think about Nokukanya as I, I read this. And a scribe came up and said to Jesus, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Now let me ask you this. Have you ever thought about or noticed how the things of this world hold you back from following Jesus? I mean, most of us have never experienced anything like what Nokukanya experienced. And thanks be to God, right? That would be horrible. But there have been moments when we've had to choose between faith, between following Jesus and, and, and following the powers of this world, the, the logic and, and the order of this world. And there are all these pressures that, that, that push back at us and hold us back from following Jesus. And, and some of them are, are, are things like economic comfort. Can our money get in the way of us following Jesus? Absolutely. You know, there are so many times that we want things, things we don't even need. And we use our funds in ways that serve our own appetites. And you know, I think about people like you know, Mother Teresa. My understanding is she came from a relatively wealthy family. And she chose to give it all up in order to live with the poorest in Calcutta. Because that's where she felt Jesus was leading her. I think about things that hold us back, like our intellectual prestige. The ability to, oh, I've got it all figured out. I understand all this. But then I think of a guy like Henry Nouwen. Henry Nouwen was a professor at Harvard. I mean, in terms of American schools, it, you don't get better than being a tenured professor at Harvard. Well, maybe the University of Michigan. 
I, you know what? I looked at Bill and I just had to say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. I still love you, though. <laughs> Boy, that sermon got long. <laughs> but think about Henry Nowen for a second again. Tenured professor at Harvard gives it all up to live with people with handicaps and developmental delays, to take care of them, to provide for them, to clean them, to love them in Jesus' name. What a ridiculous thing to do! Henry, don't you understand? You are at the top of the world! And he gave it all up to follow Jesus. And oh, the devotional things that he wrote. And the beautiful things that he talked about. And the ways that he helped so many know Jesus so much better. And maybe sometimes things like our own safety hold us back from following Jesus. I think of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Now, I'd be willing to bet everybody here knows Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran pastor who got killed uh, under the Third Reich because he was part of an assassination attempt against Hitler. Now, I've studied this. I have a really hard time bringing that together in my mind. You know, I have a really difficult time with that. But there was a time before that that Bonhoeffer came to the United States. People smuggled him out. They got him out of Nazi Germany, and he's living in New York. He's studying at Union Seminary. He's doing great work, and he is just vexed because his brothers and sisters back in Germany are suffering. People that he taught how to be pastors are are being rounded up, and they're, they're sent to the front line so that they'll be among the first to be killed. And here he is, and he's safe. And he's thinking, how can I share the love of Jesus with these people if I don't bear their sorrow? And if I don't walk in the danger with them? That's crazy, Dietrich. What are you thinking? You can't do that. And I bet you you could come up with other things that the world would look at you and say to you, that is ridiculous. Your priorities are all out of whack if you think you should be doing that for Jesus. But when we read the scriptures, those are, those are the exact things of the kingdom of God. And maybe, maybe we're not called to those extremes. But you are called to follow Jesus. And make no mistake, the small ways that you turn away from the world to follow Jesus are powerfully important. So, how can you feel free to follow Jesus if you've got the world holding you back? Well, one of the things that my my dad liked to say um, before he died is, we know what we know. In other words, the things that we know, we know them because we've experienced them. 
And when we're talking about some of these, these things of heaven, these aren't things that we've experienced. And we're so steeped in the ways of the world that we know what we know. And what we know is, is the world's ways. But Jesus, Jesus shows us that there is more than our eyes can see. He shows us that there is a God, a creator who loves us. Now, Noku, no, Noku Kanya's family, they knew there was a God who created everything. But they had no idea that he loved them. By the way, Sunday, John 3, we get to talk about God's love. Jesus showed us that there's a kingdom of heaven. A kingdom that's, that's not a place, but it's a reality. It's, it's a new logic that, that stands in contrast to the world. It's God's saving presence and work in our lives. Jesus, Jesus shows us death and resurrection. And by his death and resurrection, he shows us that there, there is life after death. Not, not just some kind of spiritual existence like Nokukanya's ancestors who, you know, they thought influenced the different aspects of their lives. But, but there's real resurrection from the dead, bodily resurrection, and the promise of a new creation. We are free to follow Jesus because this world that we live in, it's penultimate. It's, it's the second to the last. But there's an ultimate world that, that God has made known to us that's going to come someday and we're going to live there with Jesus and it will be perfect. We're free to follow Jesus because he's shown he has the power to save us by rising from the dead. We're free to follow Jesus because he's revealed God's love to us. God loves you. You don't, good news everybody, you don't have to sacrifice a cow. But your God would sacrifice his son for you. That's how much he loves you. There's a scene in the movie Aladdin. This is actually both of the Aladdin movies where Aladdin puts out his hand to Jasmine and says simply, do you trust me? It's not always easy to trust. But when we do, we can set aside a lot of earthly penultimate stuff to follow Jesus. Now, maybe you're wondering how things worked out for Nokukanya. Nokukanya was given an opportunity to come to the United States and study at Concordia University in Irvine, California. And it turns out that even though she was excommunicated from her family and kicked out and cursed and you know, sacrificed the goat and all of that stuff, that um, her dad really doesn't mind when she sends checks. <laughs> it's Jesus money, Dad. Here you go. Um, and she's in touch with her family. And so while she's still officially excommunicated, she is communicating with them. And they were shocked at what happened to her after they cursed her. 
You didn't die. You're healthy. You're happy. What's the story? What do you think she told him? Bring the song you can welcome to uh, bring forward your offering. Our delight, we can't. Admit. 